So here we are once again. That's right. It's me, Brian Lacey, back with the Wokest. Thank you for joining me on what has been an unbelievable week of uh, uh, of news, of fights, uh, gossip, the lot. This has been a crazy week in this sport of mixed martial arts. From the John Jones news, the UFC fight week, the five championship fights, UFC 200, the UFC being sold for four billion billion dollars that is a crazy wad of cash going the way of the fatitas and dana white uh unbelievable stuff uh, but we'll start with our own bit of news on woe tv uh, on the Wocast, and it's about some shifting sands here i'm afraid this is going to be my last uh Wocast. this is going to be the last time i'll be at the helm uh, of the Wocast. nothing bad gone on uh, in fact some quite exciting stuff around the corner uh, so stay tuned for some news on exactly what i'll be up to um but first of all i just want to say a massive thank you First of all, to the people that listen to the podcast, that download, that have spread the word, that have supported it, and the support, all the stuff that Wocast do, that WoTV do. Uh, it's been unbelievable to uh, uh, to be on this platform and to get the support of uh, all the listeners, as well as the team at WoTV.com. Massive thanks to Mike Morgan uh, for getting me on board, giving me this opportunity. Tony Quant for supporting the podcast with some amazing articles, uh, and the rest of the team as well for just plugging away at it. Uh, so it's it's big thanks for to all of them. But like I said, there's some exciting news. News coming. I can't tell you exactly what yet. It's still in the pipeline. But um, basically, what's going to happen is uh, this Twitter handle will change to uh, a different handle. So if you still follow me on Wocast, you'll be able to get the news there. Or follow me on at Brian Lacey Comic B R Y A N L A C E Y Comic, all one word. Um, and I will drop the news exactly where I'm going to be going and what's in the pipeline um, in the next few weeks, hopefully. So uh, stay tuned for that. Uh, same with the Facebook page we'll be switching that over to uh, to a new page so if you still follow me on wocast and at woe tv sorry wocast uh, on facebook uh, you'll still get the news on there so uh, uh, that's it for me but there's enough to talk about outside of my little bubble of uh, uh, of mma uh, the ufc um, all the stuff that's gone on this stuff in between and i was delighted that one man is jumped back on the podcast to join me for this christian o'connell that is right oc himself uh, is joining me on his holidays on this holly bobs out there with his family's first summer holiday for uh, a good chunk of time since he's been doing the edinburgh festival but uh um back to back for so many years so it's uh, great to get him on and we break it all down we look at uh, all the stuff i've mentioned as well as we have a little chat about um what it means with the ufc being sold and of course michael bisping's fight with dan henderson getting confirmed uh, for his first defense hopefully in the great city of manchester um back in england so uh, let's get cracking uh, this uh, it's a great, uh, great, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I just choke on my own words then. This is the great Christian O'Connell uh, welcoming back to the podcast. Here we are once again with the Wocast. It's me, Brian Lacey, back, and I'm joined by Christian O'Connell, miles away from us, mate. You're out in Italy, aren't you? Enjo- enjoying the Prosecco and pizza, I take it. Uh, I, we, we should just let the uh, the dear um, listener into a little thing here. We're going old school. Brian, I tried <laughs> Skype, which is, you know, how great-great-grandparents are talking now over Skype. That didn't work. Um, Italy hasn't got Skype. Um, and so we've had to use a landline. Um, it's had to, uh, this conversation is happening through the land, through Earth, under the sea, so we can chat <laughs> UFC. And how does it feel having an actual fully, fully formed phone in your hand, mate, rather than a, a little iPhone or, or I don't know, what, are you rocking an iPhone or a Samsung? What, what, what's the usual bit of kit? Usual is, like most of us, a uh, overpriced um, uh, iPhone. Um, so now I'm going uh, old school hotel phone. Nice. Well, but that is how much I love UFC, is that this is day two of my summer holiday, <laughs> is that I leapt at the chance to um, leave, <laughs> leave, leave putting suntan lotion on the kids and come and talk about men fighting in a cage. <laughs> oh, superb. Well, let's get, let's get cracking on it before Mrs. O'Connell sends me a message saying that uh, I'm never allowed to speak to you again. Um, what a week it's been for, for UFC, for news um, just the the whole UFC fight week, the the, the roller coaster that was the um, the news that came out about Jones, the title fights, UFC 200, the shifting sands. Um, let's start right at the beginning. It looked like it was all a smooth sailing ship, all gonna um, make it intact, and then the news dropped, and you got it very early in the morning, mate, that uh, John Jones had popped. 
Um, USADA tested on June the 16th for, um, for what we've now found out from Chael Sonnen very nicely that seems to be estrogen blockers. Um, what were your thoughts when you heard about this? Another John Jones headline. Yeah, it was another John, he- John Jones headline, but another big UFC talking point that wasn't about an actual fight, if you know what I mean. Um, you know, this year it really feels that UFC is a sport and an entertainment thing, which it is, you know, it's just like football as well. It isn't just about the 90 minutes on the pitch, it's the stories around it. However, UFC this year has given us so much as fans to talk about. It feels that it's gone more mainstream in terms of there are much more talking points than ever before yeah. it used to be what was the dominant style uh, who were the up-and-coming fighters and we still have that and that's what we'll always have however with the conor mcgregor story arcs this this year as well you know and let's not forget he was he was supposed to be on this ufc 200 and i think overall it did miss someone like that it did miss the jones being there and the call me fight however yeah when that story broke i was like you've got to be kidding what is it about jones how I mean, I tweeted this. It is. It feels like, like with Mike Tyson, the hardest person Jones will ever face is himself. Um, it's just unbelievable. And then Cormier had obviously spent months. You just know what that fight had meant to him. Um, you know, just honing in on one person, being totally obsessed with fighting that person again and trying to do better than you did before, just being obsessed by that pursuit of that goal. Then to be told he, 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 he can't do it. It's a drug thing again. He'd be like, what? Um, just, just so, this is, I mean, what do you think? Um, it was just, just an, oh my gosh moment. There's been a few of those, um, yeah. uh, like you said, over the, over the last year or so, the Jones one, when we first heard about the, the whole cocaine story and that unraveled, that was unbelievable. But get to get this close to, uh, to the fight, to get this close to actually, um, seeing John Jones, hopefully a change man and, uh, and reclaim his form and take his rightful place because it's the skill set. Nobody denies that that is potentially the greatest, um, just natural talent that has ever stepped in the octagon. But he just keeps falling over at his own feet every time. And there's a lot of people talking about, well, what if if it he's talking it might be the supplements or tainted um, stuff that he's taken that he didn't know he ingested. From my point of view, because of. Uh, all the stuff that he's been through because also his manager is the manager of Yol Romero who's been through the uh, supplement issue himself. Uh, it just, you cannot blame anybody but, but the man himself and it's, uh, uh, it was upsetting to see uh, Cormier almost lose his chance on uh, UFC 200 um, but for me, just just watching this absolute rock star, this this. Uh, this prodigy of mixed martial arts, this person who could be the greatest of all time, um, fall down yet again, not just let down himself, but the fans that made the trip out there. We know yeah, and paid for the tickets, mate. And let's be honest, it was a stacked card. Yeah. But without that icing on the cake, replacing Conor McGregor uh, on it, you know, it needed that. And that's what you're paying the money for. We, 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 got, we know comedians that are heading out there who found out, you know, whilst they were heading out there from, from England. You know, you're still going to have a great weekend in Vegas, but you're going for that fight course, in particular. Of course. And, you know, you really want to see that moment. That's a once-in-a-lifetime in a moment, that rematch between a fighter with all that backstory that Jones has got. And you're right, he's, he's our kind of Bruce Lee in terms of his ability. He's like a pantomime baddie. He's our Darth Vader. Yeah. He's, you know, you shouldn't like him. He's a ho- he seems to be a horrible man. <laughs> well, There's this- nothing of any virtue about him. There must be that we don't know. However, this, the way he speaks about Cormier and winds him up and stuff like that, DC seems like such a decent, nice guy. However, you still want to see Jones in there again. You want to see that he's still got the magic. You want to know that he can still do something that no other fighter in any weight division can because that's what he gave us before. And... Connor's great. You're always going to be a, a huge draw, Connor McGregor. However, John Jones, yeah, without doubt, the greatest that we've seen in our generation, without a doubt. Um, there, there's that other flip side of it as well, that, that, that DC as well, looking to get redemption for that loss. But also the, the thing that really 
um, kind of shocks me in some ways is the the response Jones gets compared to DC. DC is now getting booed. You look at his backstory. You look at how he carries himself outside of the uh, the cage. Oh, he's a dignified man. He's, you know? and, he's had a, and he's had huge tragedy in his life. That backstory is. Uh, uh, if you were to assign it to 99.9% of humans on this planet, um, they wouldn't have risen above it to, to where he is now. They would have gone into a hole. They would have uh, struggled to carry on. But this this man has, uh, has, has kept going. He's, he is, for me, um, just one of the, the best role models outside of the cage that the UFC could have. But he still gets a worse reception than, uh, than John I Jones. Felt really, I felt really bad from the way he was booed. I didn't like yeah. the fight, and we can talk about that, that in yeah. a minute. However, I cannot like a fight. I still wouldn't boo with the man. No. Because, you know, he had something taken away from him. He wanted that fight again. He, he really wanted it. And also, do you know that DC, you saw him on that embedded video when Dana goes John's tested positive again he can't fight yeah. DC that's the first thing he does he can hang on to the belt if he's a coward yeah. like most of us would do go oh that's awful I mean I was really up for a fight if you saw me guys however I'll, I'll hang on to this belt then for another two years when he's violated when he gets two years <laughs> older he goes straight away I'll sign a waiver and I'll sign a wa- <laughs> you know I'll, I'll fight someone on drugs yeah, bring you know, him in I mean, wheel him in that's amazing when so many of those people that we admire, half of them pick and choose what fights they're going to take. They don't just step up to anything. But, you know, I, I felt I felt really bad when Cormier was being booed. I'm like, look, it, it was a bit of a stinky old fight. You can't do that, though. The guy's been through a lot just in his life and stuff like that. He's a real man of dignity. He's what martial arts, the true spirit and a code. Yeah is about it, you know, and he, he holds himself. Do you notice when Luke Rockhold got beaten by Bisping, the first person in that cage, when everyone was rushing over to Bisping to congratulate him on that huge, stunning upset, was, was, was DC, because DC knows what it's like to have, lose everything, and he just sort of picked Rockhold up and just yeah. gave him a hug. Yeah. And you know what he said afterwards? You know, I said to Luke, you know, don't worry, I've been there, I know what it's like, we pick ourselves up, this is what we do with fighters. You- you have to get back up. And he was like, that's who Rockhold, you know, that's who Luke Rockhold needs right now, you know, DC. So to see him booed like that. But then if you've been to a UFC event, not, not all the fans <laughs> are people like you and I. You know the ones who've got those tap-out T-shirts, yeah, that's right. who've never been anywhere near a gym, never rolled on the mats, who are kind of, you feel like going, why don't you go and watch a WWE event? You know, they're probably they're probably the fans that Brock brought along. To be honest, it's kind of that this might not be the sport for you. Okay, this might not be it. Uh, so let's talk about the decision that was made uh, a while ago about a press conference to um, to pull Conor McGregor from this card because he didn't turn up to one press conference. That is crazy. That it? It is crazy, and it, for me, it, the, the thing that made it doubly crazy was that fight got more attention without him being at the press conference than it did with him being there. But um, like you said, uh, the, the, the UFC, UFC 200 needed um, that marquee fight, that, that fight that was going to uh, ring through the ages as, as the real headliner, the diamond in the jewel of UFC 200. Um, they lost Conor McGregor. They went for John Jones, uh, who let them down. Do you think they were sat backstage ruining that decision? Do you think the Fatitas and Dana was thinking... We should have just stuck with McGregor all along. Do you know what it says? What a big draw McGregor is. And big though Jones is. McGregor is even bigger, mate. He is. Of course yeah. he is. Massive. He's got the talent. Maybe he'd go on and do that next couple of years. And I would love that to happen. However, the simple fact that they they gave Brock Lesnar two and a half million and then a share <laughs> of the pay-per-view as well, that says you're not that John Jones, you see, great yellow it is, and it's a fan choice. It's not big enough. They they needed someone else. Two and a half million they gave to Brock. Know. You know, plus the share of the gate. I mean, that's crazy money. Especially you know what UFC's like and how they pay the fighters. Two and a half million. They they brought Brock in. The John Jones thing wasn't enough. That was them admitting it. They needed something else. And you know, maybe now's a natural point to move on the actual card itself and yeah. how much of that delivered. Um, you know, I th- I thought that as soon as we're talking about DC. You know, I, you know, hey, look, fair play to Anderson Silva. He hasn't won in quite a while. He's someone who was for a while the power for pound greatest, you know, in, 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 at the time. He's a guy who had his gallbladder taken out two months ago, and he got mauled by Daniel Cormier. <laughs> Daniel Cormier needed some performance-enhancing drugs. He looked like he'd been on Mogadon or Juicy beforehand because... <laughs> That, it was, it was, there's no point anyone saying, otherwise, that was a snooze fest, wasn't oh, it? it? He was. just, he lay on him. Yeah. 
I I, uh, I think, uh, for, from my point of view, one of, the, one of the reasons Daniel Cormier would have been upset about Jones being pulled from the card is that this, this and it has proved to be his highest payday ever without John Jones. 500,000, I think, is, uh, is his guaranteed without the pay-per-view points. Um, he was waiting for that Brock Lesnar Christmas present because those extra eyes from the WWE fans will have topped that money up nicely. Absolutely. And he had, he just wanted to get in there, step in that octagon and make sure he got that payday. And it, it showed in the performance. He did what he had to do, um, laid on top of him, but just just a disappointing performance. Uh, a disappointing it was when it's UFC 200. Yeah, exactly. And I guess it's been hyped as the biggest card ever. And to see a fight like that, I mean, the, I guess... You know, who else were they going to put him with at short notice? You know, less than 48 hours to go that the fans are going to go, oh, OK, I'll give that a go. Yeah. It was a bit of an odd one when it was announced because we all know that Anderson's past his best. Yeah. Um, and there's had surgery and isn't really going to test DC. However, once or twice I thought, my God, he's, he's, he's sort of caught him once or twice. And that then DC that thought, body kick in the third round, that was... Uh... Yeah, you thought if that had been two or three years ago, when Anderson went in his prime, you yeah. you, I, you would have gone, yeah, I think maybe he beats him. Yeah. You know, or does something <laughs> spectacular like he used to do. Um, but that, that's not who Anderson is anymore. And he kind of, you know, DC, like you said, he did, did what he had to do. But in terms of being a fan fight or for the people watching it, it wasn't enough. It was, it was one of the most boring big fights I've seen for a long time. Um, also, not great to see Anderson Silva with a muffin top either. I don't know if you noticed that. No. He was, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the shorts what's, were either a bit too tight, or uh, you saw him eating pizza when Dana White was announcing on the, the Embedded series that he'd. Uh, I've got to be honest, mate. There was, I mean, the Brock Lesnar Mark Hunt fight looked like two guys, I mean, it looked like two boiled hams fighting <laughs> each other. I mean, I mean, Mark Hunt obviously is, is, is a one punch assassin. However, Looks like someone you'd see sort of just hanging around the beach eating sort of cakes, you know, pizza and donuts. I wouldn't say that to his face. He'd kill me <laughs> with one punch and just walk off. But he looks like he's just, he does look like they've just got him from the, the, from the, from, from the stadium out in the stage. That's you, right. You know, they saw him chugging a, a yard of L or something going, listen, mate, the fight hasn't turned up. Um, you look really in bad shape. However, we just need someone right now. Do you fancy going and fighting that guy? Um, <laughs> that's what Hunt, he's so casual. However, then with the freakish in those kind of um, speedo trunks, Brock Lesnar, terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd be terrified to see someone of Brock Lesnar's size with a sword tattooed on his yes, chest. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. What? And a flat top, the flat top haircut from the 1980s. It's uh... like... Uh, something out of Terminator or an Arnie film like yeah. a baddie that won't be destroyed in fact he is the real life Terminator I mean he but he's I mean love him or hate him when he thought he's got any business he got in there against a knockout artist a real frightening knockout artist and Brock Lesnar is an amazing specimen of an athlete I mean fair play to the guy yeah yeah absolutely I mean, you know but again it wasn't it was it was fun to see for a while but you and I swapped messages. It wasn't the Mark Hunt we all wanted. You know, he never really rocked Brock. Maybe Brock never, didn't give him a really chance. He never really pulled the trigger, really, did that was the, he? That didn't. was the thing. It wasn't like he even threw... A he, looked really, he looked a bit uneasy, like yeah. he just couldn't get into the groove of... I mean, who knows what it must be like to try and be opposite a guy like that who's so big and maybe <laughs> it spooks him. You know, when they're that big opposite you... You know, and you can hardly see any light or something. There must just be, you must just be in the shade. Absolutely, yeah. It's yeah, like yeah. a building. And then when that building moves at you, and he's quick, yeah. charges at you, puts his shoulder into you, you know, several times he just lifted Mark Hunt, and that's no mean feet, off his feet. Those big old flabby tits. It's um, flying <laughs> through the air. Amazing, amazing. <laughs> so for, for me, like the first round, Brock did well to get him down and uh, he held him against the cage for, for quite a while. And that sort of set the tone for it. He looked exhausted in the second round. And, uh, and then, yeah. and then the th in fact, he was a special kind of red uh, um, in, the, in, the th in the second round. And then the third round when he got him down. And he was I tell you what he looks like. He's like that red sort of, you used to get like the kid at school who had really bad asthma. Who'd, um, <laughs> Sports try and have a kick around during <laughs> lunchtime with you often red-haired um no offense if there's any listening however you know they would get very wheezy and very red um and they look sunburned but be in the middle of winter you know, like, why <laughs> what in fact 
In fact, he he looked like he looked like a giant rhubarb. That's right, he did. He looked ridiculous. But but that, that third round, and he was laid on top of Mark Hunt, and he was just putting those little shovel punches. Can you imagine in. what that's like to no, have someone no, of that size uh, lying on you? On I mean, that. you rolled on a mat. You know what it's like. If there's a guy your size, it's really uncomfortable, and you have to train to go through that utter fear and panic Absolutely. of like, I'll yeah. make it stop. This is just awful. Yeah, yeah. You know, when someone mounts you and stuff like that, it's really claustrophobic at first. And you have to really slow yourself down. You've got to go through that. How you do that with a guy like Brock? I don't. I don't. How do you even find people that big to train, you know, to train against? Oh no! It's. Uh, um, I, I know Mark Hunt did a little bit of training with Roy Nelson while he's out there, but you're looking at completely different frames, and also the the power that somebody. Uh, yeah, but Brock them. sort of goes up. Yeah. He goes up and then he comes out. He's like he's been carved from something. I mean, his poor mother to give birth to something like that. I mean, she... oh dear, she's that's still the real victim here. Is that's, that's it's it. Mama Lesnar? Shout, shout out to Mama Lesnar. Uh, so look, that that was he, he got a win after coming back after all that time off over Mark Hunt. Um, do you, would you want to see him back? Is would you would you be? Oh happy? yeah, I mean, it was you know I don't know if you're going with throwing fans. It's like the guy. Nether Mountain is yes. the freak show, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it, it, he, he seemed to really enjoy it. I thought he spoke really well afterwards about how much he enjoyed it. I mean, you know, and, you know, he said, you know, I'm back to the day job now with the circus, you know, about which is what the WWE <laughs> is, you know, and he knows that. And he knew, I think he got, I think he enjoyed it more than any other fights. That actually, it must have been quite scary for him because he didn't know, can he really survive in there against someone like yeah. Mark Hunt? Mark yeah. Hunt never really really tested him but then you know he can only fight the people that are in front of him I think Brock realised that he had really did enjoy it uh, I think he'd definitely be back yeah definitely with that with that amount of money as well that's it that's a good yeah but game. I think this time I think they should like um, he should fight two or three people at the same time <laughs> From different weight classes with different weapons. Different as weight well. classes. Yeah, 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 uh, chuck a bantam weight in, yeah. chuck a middleweight, and chuck a light heavy. Do it. See if they get through them. Um, so uh, next up, let's go straight to. Uh, in fact, let's go back to the start of the card. Velasquez versus uh, Travis Brown. Um, oh, loved it. I used to love great Velasquez. Start. Great I thought start he, to the card. Kane Velasquez, when he was at his prime, he reminded me of Mike Tyson. That's crouching Bob and Weave style. Yeah. Who just fought and it never. You know, ne- he never used to throw one single punch. He'd always made these flurries and combinations where he would just take people apart, just walk through them, and I loved it. Absolutely loved it. I thought he was a, one of the best. I thought he was at, the, uh, at his prime. I thought he was the best striker in, in all of UFC. He was so exciting to watch. And then he's been injured and he's, he's been beaten. And then to see him back to his best uh, was actually really exciting. I was really pleased for him. I think he's a really good fighter. He, I mean, he, he annihilated Travis. Uh, without a doubt, it was a great performance against uh, Travis Brown. Can be very awkward just because of his size, but yet yep. again, Velasquez just shows he, he's so good at getting inside. He's so good at catching these bigger men. Look what he did to Bigfoot Silver uh, yep. in particular. That was an, almost a murder that we watched in the in the cage when they last fought. Um, oh. With this one, he uh, he just he looked great. He looked fit. He looked healthy. Um, would you gamble on the UFC giving him a title shot straight off the back of that, or would you want to see him have another fight, prove he can? Uh, I think he needs another fight, another doesn't one. he? Now, you know, and to get through another training camp, and not be injured, then then you want to see him fight again for a title shot. I think he, he deserves it after he's been through definitely, and he looked brilliant. He's an exciting fighter, isn't he? He's great. He's, he's superb, and he, that Joe Rogan talks about it. If he's healthy, he has the potential to be the greatest heavyweight the sport's ever seen, and uh, uh, and let's just hope. Well, that's what he was on track to. I was gutted, and he, he just kept getting injured. I felt so sorry because he had so much talent and proven to have talent. You know, some of those fights he was in, oh. you know, against you know De Santos and stuff like that. He was in some great scraps. Really, really good, and. Uh, uh, for for me, I'm just hoping this is the start of him maybe getting back on on track with that because it it if, I'll, I'll be honest I'm a, I'm a, I enjoy watching him fight I absolutely love watching him reach that potential but it's hard to be a Cain Velasquez fan when every time he's signed for a fight one out of yeah fifty percent of the time you're imagining that it's not going to make the fight anyway it's, it's 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 a hard thing so I think he's really got to prove with one or two more fights. Um, that he can uh, he, he can sustain two two training camps. Yeah, I really back. hope so. I really hope so. Yeah, yeah, I'm the same as you, mate. You could never really when they announced there was fighting someone, you couldn't really get fully excited about it. I certainly no. wouldn't book any tickets because it was a every day. It was just like <laughs> when's when's the announcement coming out? Yeah, he's got on. a stitch. You know, what's he done now? 
He's stubbed his he's got toe. paper cut. He's, he's got a really bad that's paper right. cut. That's you right. know, I mean, he can't do it. But um, hopefully, he's on back on track now. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I'd love that. Uh, Aldo Edgar, come on. What, what do you think of this fight? Because uh, uh, for me, the, the fight I was after all the, uh, the the loss of McGregor, the loss of Jones. Um, this is the fight that was I, I was thinking was uh, was going to steal the show. What, what did you think of the the fight and the performance of both uh, fighters? Well, I, I think Frankie, Frankie Edgar is one of the most undervalued and underrated UFC fighters. He's a fantastic fighter. I mean, he's, he's really, really good. And he's, he's not showy, so he's never going to get all the column inches and stuff like that. But he's a great fighter. However, Aldo had uh, licked his wounds, and that was one of, the most, one of the most focused and clinical and precise performances uh, of the night, and certainly from Aldo as well. He looked, he looked really sharp, really, really sharp. However, the image of the whole of that card was the man, <laughs> the man who should have been in the cage, but the man who was in the, uh, in the stadium, and that was Conor McGregor, stood up, watching through the chain-link fence. That photo just sums it all up. Just stood up, just staring him out. Wonderful. <laughs> Stay in the show, and he's not even there on, on a card that he should have been in there. He really should have been in there to, to really show all that's great and exciting about the UFC right now you know um however you know it'd be interesting to see what happens next after ds fight where does mcgregor go then hopefully he's going to win no guarantees but hopefully he does and then what is it a rematch against aldo there's a lot of money for that there's a lot of money for that Al, uh, alvarez who we'll touch on a bit later has said he'll, mm. he'll take that fight as well uh, but this is the cleverness of this man this is uh the, the power of mcgregor and he's always three steps ahead because a lot of people are asking the question if he loses to diaz what does he do next? And the the answer is right in front of us. It was right in front of us on that Saturday night. He goes back to his division, the division he talked about that was his... And defends it. Defends, and defends the, title. the title. He still hasn't done that yet. Without a doubt. And that image, that image of him watching those two fighting, that, Im- that, that press conference which he made a point of talking about um, his division, uh, making it clear that he was coming back to 145. He's lined himself up for even if he falls against Diaz, um, that option is still there and still exciting. I would love to see that rematch between uh, uh, Aldo and McGregor, especially... If, if you were the UFC, you know, then the fight you'd want to do at the end of the year is the rematch of those two. Yes. Um, I think yeah. that'd be a great way or it's kind of like your New Year's Eve big payday for everyone, isn't it? I mean, it's the fight that we would love to see. Oh, yes. I mean, the, it would be even bigger than the first one because there's, now there's expectation. Yeah. There's like, can McGregor do it again? Is Aldo going to be spooked? You know, McGregor, yeah, there's so much for that one. That, that will happen at some point. It's and you're that... right, it doesn't really matter in a way. He's bulletproof, McGregor. If he, if, he, if he loses again against Diaz, I don't think he will, but if he does, that fight's still massive for him. Uh, uh, yeah, that that is it, and that's that that's how clever he is at positioning himself for these these big fights. Um, Aldo looked fantastic. Is physically he looked great as well. Uh, yes, he did. That's what I thought actually. He looked even more um, intimidating and ripped. Yeah, he did. He looked really good and just clear, like clinical is exactly the adjective I, I, I would have used for that performance. So disciplined with his game plan and just everything. And that, and also that takedown defense. My God, that oh, takedown defense. It was, was embarrassing. Frankie's no slouch, but he, he wasn't. It, it was they weren't the best takedown attempts, you know. And someone who is a really, really good, he's got a high level Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. He's not going to be taken down that easy. And those quite telegraphed single leg traps. He was trying to get and takes down. You could see him, by the way. He wasn't fully committing to them, Frankie, which you have to against someone like him. But he just did it like he was in training and a white belt. <laughs> just, you know, like, really? I don't even need to. I don't even need to sprawl. I can just kind of like push your head away. Yeah. I was just like, wow. Yeah. yeah I th- he, he, looked, he, looked, he looked very, very good. Yeah. He, he, to be honest, out of all the, the men that were fighting that night, him and and uh, Kane were the, were the two that really stood out. And then, blimey, I mean, the Nunes fight was incredible. The Nunes fight, and let's get on, on to it, because uh, uh, if you told I, I thought it was going to be a close fight, but if you told me that uh, Nunes would have cleaned it up within one, with under 1 minute 45 of uh, the very first round and caused that amount of damage on Misha Tate, uh, I would have struggled to believe you. I, I, but that was... She literally ripped the title out of Misha Tate's hands. Uh, That's exactly what happened, Brian. It really was like she'd been mugged. I mean, you saw afterwards, she broke her nose in yeah. a couple of minutes. I mean, I, I tell you what was great about that is that actually what it did show at UFC 200 is just how exciting UFC and how far UFC's come from not that long ago when they were really sniffy about if they'd ever have women in there. Not just that, but the most exciting fight of the night was that one, you know. It really was for me. It was the most exciting yeah. 
starting to fight like wow because I thought Misha Tate would defend it be a hard fight but then that, that bell it's not destined to be anyone it's gone through Holly Holm it's gone through Misha Tate now that's incredible she she looked really good Nunes it was an really exciting fight and it you know deserved to be on UFC 200 that showcases all that's great about where the UFC is now it was amazing but crikey that is just unpredictable that division isn't it what happens now uh, the, the, the sound well it's sounding like the, the waves that are coming through Dana White reckons Ronda Rousey will be the next one to compete for uh, the, the title, but I still can't believe that. To be quite honest, I think she's no. she's she's Hollywood now. She's got the and I don't mean that in a derogatory term. I mean um, she's hot. Pro- she really is Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, she's she's hot property out there, and uh, she's doing films. She's uh, she's uh, signed up for at least one more this year, I believe. Um, yeah, and you just wonder also where she's mentally now. Yeah, absolutely. She's got you know, a, she, for someone who was a dominant champion, she never was that happy as a person and she's obviously been going through us but she wasn't she generally seemed so unhappy that face all the time that mean mug that she's got on i mean you know but it didn't seem right it really was it isn't just about you know selling the pay-per-view and the press coverage she's just like that something's going on there you know you need to fix that yeah yeah (laughs) no matter how successful she was it wasn't the healing whatever's going on in there and so i wonder whether she's just happier does she really want to spend another six or seven weeks going through a training camp? Because you know what she is now? She's not invincible anymore. She's been beaten. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. She even talked about it herself, that that um, the, the depths in which that cloak of invincibility, when it broke, uh, took her to. That's talking it about suicide. Unbelievable. It was a mask, and she thought it was real, and it became yeah. part of her identity and esteem. And when that goes, as it always does, you know, um, then she was kind of like, you know, who am I? So I think she will be back at some point i hope so she's like she's like another john jones isn't she where there's just so much about them but you can't take your eyes off of them yeah without a doubt without a doubt um also with nunez uh with with nunez you've, you've got somebody who isn't like you misha tate or your holly home or even your ronda rousey um she's not as marketable she's not going to be uh as, as eloquent because uh, english is a second language in some of the pr uh tours and that sort of thing um do you think the ufc will look to turn it around quickly to get her uh uh, another fight, or um, and and who do you yeah, think? And who... You could almost, you could almost see Dana sort of going, "Oh no, not another Brazilian champion!" <laughs> oh god, this is awkward. Well, there was that lovely there was that... people, lovely people, but they don't talk the lingo, you know. <laughs> but there was that, you know, that stat going around, and they talked. They, about they can't. They won't be able to do. They won't be able to do carpool karaoke with James Corden. Um, <laughs> you know, it, this is this is a nightmare. We have. All... I wouldn't be surprised if you see within days that she has to defend that title against some monster cyborg, really quick. Cyborg, I would be, I think go. Cyborg or even Holly Holm as Holly well. Holly Holm, exactly. That would be a good fight as well. Stand-up-wise, they're, they're both very yeah. skilled. I'd like, the, I'd like the Holly Holm one. I saw what I really want to see Cyborg in there as well. Um, let's run through some of the earlier fights as well. Just quickly get your thoughts yeah, on Yeah, because the prelims, no one ever talks about the prelims, but the prelims yes. were more exciting the early prelims there was, there was were stunning a, a couple, the, the yeah. fight pass ones were, were, and, and when you look at a fight card because I, I uh, stayed up long enough to watch the fight pass prelims and then I had to wait to uh, being a dad and I was going to watch the rest the next day um, but I was so excited by the tone set by the three opening fights Miller versus Gomi Musasi versus Santos and uh, uh, Sanchez versus Lozon uh, Miller came out there and d- d- dismantled Gomi um Flashes of his former self, but Gomi's not yeah. like the the fighter we know from Pride, um, the very exciting uh, fighter that we know from the wars that he gave us back in those days. Um, so it's good to see him back. Musasi looked physically stunning uh, as a uh, yeah, he did um, as a specimen. Well, you know what? It was weird because Musasi really, really wanted um, the, the DC fight, yeah. and when you saw that, I was like, I wish they'd given it to him. I, you know what? There could have been an upset there. Because I don't think DC hadn't trained for him. I don't think he would have taken him that seriously. It could have been another rock hole bisping moment. Yeah, exactly. I mean, wouldn't that be interesting? But and that's the best I've ever seen him. He's been he's sometimes really frustrating because he's got all the technique. He's someone who could be a lot better, who doesn't quite reach his full potential, but he did on there. He really showed us. I was like, wow, that was that was really exciting. Absolutely stunning performance. And then we had uh, Lowe's on Sanchez, which for me was one of the little little nuggets on the card. What a that, knockout. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> we were all expecting a drawn-out bloody war, which would be talked to uh, talked about, and, and not knowing who would be the bloodiest of the two by the end of it. Um, but Lowe's on went in there and just knocked Sanchez out in devastating fashion I've never seen Sanchez finish like that Sanchez has got it's got a hard hard chin and also he has a massive heart 
Yeah. He's a madman. He's sort of the person you see in a Mel Gibson movie. Um, he's, you know, or like the worst baddie you can imagine in Breaking Bad. He's, <laughs> but he, again, he's such a sweet guy. Have you ever seen him interviewing him? Oh, like it's that? wonderful. He, he, he was so enjoying He's what martial arts are all about. It isn't yeah. about whether you win or lose. It's about the fact you get in there. And that's what it's about. It's, it's, more, it's more to him about winning or losing. It's almost immaterial. He just loves to fight and be part of it all. You know, and you saw him being interviewed later on. He was just thankful to be part of UFC 200 and all that. You're like, that guy, I love him. But my, he really got he really got lit up. It was like, and Joe Loise and I thought we'd seen the best of him. I thought he was one of those guys who's a bit of a journeyman now. But again, he really showed that was the best I've ever seen him. Who knew yeah. he could do that? Yeah, I think I think the fear of what he might face against Sanchez really uh, up to up, put yeah. him up a gear. And He's someone you really don't want to get into a bloody mess with, especially really on that nice don't. yellow canvas they oh, had as well. That's... You know, <laughs> don't want to mess that up for the uh, the main event. Look horrible. <laughs> That'll be on Dana White's wall right now, isn't it? Um, yeah. San- Sanchez, though, let's think about this because people are talking about retirement and all that. And uh, for me, you've just got to look at the career he's had. He was the first winner of the first season of the Ultimate yeah, Fighter back I'm, in 2005. I remember watching him in it. And uh, uh, he has been, he's the last uh, remaining uh, cast member of that still fighting in the UFC, probably still fighting. Um, and he's given us so many moments. You think about the Melendez uh, fight. You just think about all these, just the stare downs, the bloody wars he's given us. Uh, what a career he's had. And if, if he was to go now, even though that it might not be the tone um, that he'd want to be remembered on as as a point of leaving the octagon. If I'd hope that they would give him a, a UFC Hall of Fame spot because of uh, all he's done and all he's given the sport. Because he's been a, he's been tremendous for fans, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, you ever seen him in a boring fight? Never, never, seen never, him in, never. Seen this him is not part of him. I mean, that is someone who wouldn't who wouldn't just lie down on someone. That man just you, 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 the image you have, you ever when you think of him. You always think of him being smeared in somebody's blood, either his opponent or his own. Yeah. yeah. Um, but who appears to be actually happy with that situation. Um, you know, and that, that, that's what a true warrior is. It's, you know, that's someone who is happy to be carried out on a shield. Yeah. You know, that he gave it his all, and he always does. So I don't think he's someone where you worry that he's punch drunk, but you do wonder if it's time for him to call it a day and and have some of the different kind of role as a trainer because he's still got so much to give to, to the sport. Absolutely. Um, but he's a Hall of Famer, I totally agree with you, mate. He's a, he's a, he's a definite Hall of Famer. Yeah, st- a stunning career he's had. Uh, uh, let's talk about someone on the start of their career, and he's had a lot of spotlight on him already, Sage Northcutt uh, and his fight against Marion. Um, yeah, he showed a lot of heart in that fight. I mean, when he was in that arm bar, I thought, uh, hit his tap. You know, he—he's he, someone who, in his last fight, everyone was like, "Ah, he's not got heart." And I thought, fair enough. There were a lot of better fighters I've seen tap from less. Uh, that was indeed that armbar. It was really twisted. Um, but he—he he got out of it. He—he he really came through that. And I thought he showed some grit. Um, I thought that was a really, really important fight for him because I, I thought he was going to lose it. I thought it was—it was slipping away from him. But he dug deep uh, into what he's got, and I thought he looked really good. Uh, yeah, that armbar, particularly when it, when he got caught in that, and, and especially when you saw the setup, because it, w- it wasn't like one of those armbars where they get snapped into it. He he set it up slowly, got the position, and then yeah. uh, worked his arm out. Um, so when he when he didn't tap, all I could think of all that the echoes of that Brian Barberina fight where people That's were it, jump, jumping on him for uh, for tapping uh, to an arm triangle while still mounted. Uh, um, came out afterwards that he had that sore throat um, infection, a throat infection that, that he said that he had all week that was causing uh, causing the breathing issues. So for me, I'm, I'm like some people get annoyed by Sage Northcutt, the way he looks, the amount of focus he's got from the UFC, the amount of push he's got. He's 20 years old. I am. I have nothing but respect for a young man who's. Yeah, given... I don't know if you remember what you were like at 20, but Mate. I was just a giant oh, jackass. Um, and so you know, I thought he. I thought, do you know what? For all the hard. And you're right, he is their poster boy. They really want him to do well. And some of that isn't his own fault. However, you know, that's the way it is. But I thought in that moment when he didn't just fold with the armbar and he stuck out, he's obviously done a lot of work on his Brazilian jiu-jitsu because there are a lot of other fighters that would have tapped from that. It was, that was painful. Uh, and, but he, he was calm. He knew what to do. 
who he sent back to his training and he got out of it. And I, I thought fair play to him. I said, it'd be interesting to see what happens next with him. I was uh, really pleased. Though. Really, really pleased with him. Uh, uh, we'll get through a couple of the other fights. Dillashaw, Sun Sao. Uh, Dillashaw put on a, a, a good performance against the Sun Sao. Definitely had a bit of cage rust there. Um, Dillashaw looked in control pretty much for all of it. Somebody else returning was Zingano uh, against Pena, and she looked to be having the uh, the best of it in the first round. And then Pena just got uh, control of the grappling uh, and ground that one out. But the the fight for me, which really um, showed two people on two different trajectories in their career was the oh, Hendrix Gastelum one oh, um, heartbreaking lost... mate I used oh, to love truly, Big Rig without uh, been, been into great fights a great fighter um, but you know his last fight he really you know he just looked like it was the end of the road for him and then this is the full stop on it for me I mean to n- take nothing away from Kevin Gastelum he looked brilliant absolutely brilliant I've never seen anyone put to a classic boxing one-two, one, two. so oh, well. Beautiful, but clean, just that real twos. pop on the end of it. Yeah. It wasn't just a lazy, I've got nothing else to do, and then go one-two. It had a real pop on it, and he was placing it well, and his, his foot positioning was brilliant with it as Tiny well, and he's right in the pocket. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was brilliant, man, and Johnny had nothing. And I'm not, I, I never thought I'd say that against a fighter of his proper standard calibre, um, but he didn't, and it just looked like it was, it, I don't want to see him uh, like that. Looking that ordin, ordinary again, and he he looked like that against Wonderboy, like he was just part of a different generation. And the new generation at Wonderboy have just got some new moves, and they can nullify what he used to be able to do. And that's what that's evolution in a sport, isn't it? And in life as well. Um, the other thing that got me as well was the sort of, uh, and this might be one of the issues he's had um, since the Robbie Lawler fight. He's moved camps twice, I think. And yeah, it's never a good sign. Not a good sign. He's. Uh, he missed weight by quarter of a pound, um, which again, with the the issues he's had before, you think he'd have got control of that. But the, there was the bit at the end of the fight where he, like him and his corner, I think they both thought that he'd won the fight or it was close. And to be that disillusioned, oh, yeah. um, what are you kidding? That's terrible. That's, it's, it's just for me might might be one of the issues that he's really not seeing what we're seeing, and no. uh, and what he what he probably needs is is a camp where you've got somebody like a, a Faraz Sahabi or a, a a Jackson Wink who are in charge. You're telling you exactly what it is, really picking the holes in your game and making you work uh, as hard on your weaknesses. As well, you, you just look strengths. at what happened with someone like Robbie Lawler who went yeah. away and then came back even better, and he was already a great fighter, but he was just he'd have evolved yeah. and worked on himself. I mean, really worked on himself, stripped it all back down, put it, put, put it back together again, but better and sharper. Um, look what he did, you know, and um, yeah, that's what he needs to do. And I don't know, can he do that? I, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see, but I didn't like seeing him like that. But yeah, Kevin Gasterson, he looked really good. Really good. And we should, we should finish with it with that note that actually that his performance was excellent and it was good to see him make weight. Good to see him look good. And that was his, I think second fight. If, he's at King's MMA now. So uh, uh, with Rafael Cordero, which is a great camp. That's uh, the doom. Um, fight yeah, he's in that, good hands. He's there. in good hands. And I, I, I'm excited to see what, what happens next. Um, fight week, gave us two other title fights there was uh, Eddie Alvarez uh, versus oh, I love RDA. seeing Eddie Alvarez what I just thought uh, he what I a thought performance. Uh, oh, he's a beast if you see what he's done to Cowboy and stuff like that you know uh, Rafael was a beast of a man but however he just got taken apart by uh, Alvarez it was brilliant Alvarez is someone who's been around for a while He's a really good fighter, but this was his moment, and he t- he just went for it, didn't he? Wow, it's brilliant. Well, it looked like because if you if you knew Alvarez from before, you watched the Bellator fights. Uh, there was a lot of uh, hype around him, uh, the way for and the dominant way he held that title for a long time. But the question was, how would he do in the UFC? And the problem he's had uh, is that his performances with it, like the Pettis fight um, and even the Cerrone one, they've been such close fights un- uncharacteristically like the the Alvarez of old and you just put it down to oh the competition's gone up but what he did was bring out Alvarez of old against uh, RDA and he said it himself oh. at the end don't bring the dog out don't make me come out like this um, and with the camp he's got behind him now training with Frankie Edgar uh, uh, Mark Henry as his striking coach um, that for me was yeah. a real statement they, they, um, they, 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 they it really was, yeah. It was him, sort of. That's the best I've seen him in the UFC. I've seen him fight better out of the UFC, but yeah. that was, like I said, I don't know what they've got back out of him again, or connected with how he used to be. But God, he just took him apart. And to be honest, I thought it was going to be a much harder fight for him than that, because you know on that street that um, 
uh, Rafael's been on so far, I thought I could see him probably beating it, Eddie, based on what I've seen the last couple of fights out of Alvarez. But that was a different old Alvarez, and he just took him apart. He, he, he made him look scared. I mean, he just backed him up. Um, and he also, yeah, he, he did what I thought uh, Idea was going to do to him. I thought Alvarez would have had to weather yes. the early storm. I and, thought it was going to uh, be the other way around that he would just muller him, go for him from yeah. the opening bell. Um, but it didn't. It was the other way around. I mean, he just he gave him no room. No, and it was it was it was it a was clinical just an finish. And, that, and once he fell yeah, blood, it was it was it was uh, he was throwing with huge power and aggression, but he was picking his. Yeah, shots he humbled him. And, yeah. uh, and absolutely, uh, absolutely deserved to take that. Uh, the great fight for me as well was Yoanny uh, and Jacek versus Claudia Gadelia. Uh, really enjoyed this one. A lot of questions yep. asked of Joanna yet again uh, about her ground game, about what she could do if somebody uh, stronger than her got on top of her. And she answered every single one of those. If I was in that division thinking, oh, at least my wrestling will be better than hers, or if I get her to the mat, then she's going to be easy True. to handle. I, I would just be, I'd be looking at borrowing some of John Jones's supplements and going up yeah. a couple of weight classes because uh, <laughs> for me it's uh, it was a, it was a yeah. championship performance she lo- she didn't look tired at the end of it how can you have that amount of output how can you go you look at the difference in the cardio between her and Gadelia um, at the end of it and that's that's what broke her uh, the, 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 the sheer output the sheer determination the quality of her striking and the pace she could keep uh, was just something fantastic to yeah. watch yeah, hang on, mate. Let me just get the sweater. That's all right, mate. Bit of room service coming your way. That's the missus. More, <laughs> more champagne to the room? Is that what it is? <laughs> no, she wants to have a shower. That's showbiz, oh, mate. That's it, that's it. That's how it goes, mate. Uh, but yeah, I was like I said, what a great performance from Joanna and uh, a, a really, really str- another great um, uh, championship show from, from just such a quality fighter. Yeah, definitely right. I'm going to have to head on. From it. Before that, though, I just, you know, let's get on quickly then to um, the sale of the UFC. I love um, it. Go, which on. Is, Go on. I mean, four billion. Four billion is amazing. Do you think much will change or do you think we will barely No, if you, if you buy the UFC, you still want to keep a lot of that. I mean, look what they've done. They've taken it from what everyone thought was a niche, you know, and you look at where it used to be to where it is now where, you know, it's finally getting to New York, Madison Square Garden, just how big Conor McGregor is yeah. and what they're doing with even, even people like Brock Lesnar, but what they've done with the, with the women's side of it as well. They've done all the right things and they've turned a niche sport that used to be quite underground and macho into something now where, you know, people want to wear a T-shirt with the UFC on it. They've made the actual brand, the league cool as well. And that's really hard for a sport to do. They've done it. They're doing all the right moves. They're doing all the right things. I think it'd be interesting how it grows in this country as well. It's got a big fan base in this country, but how it grows over here, this thing's going to help, I think. Um, but I think if you were really buying the UFC, you'd keep a lot of the management in place, wouldn't you? Because they, they know it inside out. You'd be stupid to muck around with too much of that. Um, and do you think uh, with the casino owners, the Fatita brothers, um, knowing the game so well, as in gambling, do you think they folded at just the right time? Because they had uh, yeah, their worst yeah. year in 2014, their best year in 2015. Conor McGregor was a huge part of that. That mystique might be coming to an end. Uh, I don't think so, but yeah. uh, with, with the no. Diaz thing. Um, so they, do you think they're stepping out at just the right time? Yeah, I think they've realised this is really on a peak now. That, that, no, it is. And I think the way you've, you've couched it there in terms of Vegas thing, I think that's it. I think that's them walking away from the table when they're. I mean, look at that four billion. Four billion. Um, that's them that's a timing it. Timing it really well. Percent increase on their investment. Yeah. That's nuts. You, can you show us another sport that's done that? No, no. This is the biggest the franchise. Last years, ever, you know, this is the biggest franchise. I'm talking about Star Wars uh, sports franchises. This that is the. This is how crazy this is. Four billion is the biggest franchise by. Do you know what? It'd be the sort of thing that at universities they study what actually they did in terms of a business model yeah. in a really competitive marketplace. You know, yeah. sport. You know, who knew there was room for another one? Exactly. Especially what it, from what it used to be. I mean, oh. that the fans loved. I mean, we did in the Hoist Grace era, and you know, people <laughs> like that. Um, you know, do you remember when he used to find the gee? <laughs> you know, in the, you know, That's hilarious. You know. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, and sort of seeing, you know, and to, to, to be where it is now, where they're athletes now, you know, where they're sponsored by Reebok, um, and they're on the front page of Sports Illustrated, and, and they're on Fox. It's on a big network stuff. like it's Fox huge. now. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's. I think it's it's got an even bigger future ahead of it now as well. It'd be interesting to see what the next generation of that does, and maybe a, a kind of a new top level of management can can help. Ex- yeah, right down, bring I, on I, even more. I think the uh, the opening of the Chinese market as well will be huge as well. There's a billion people to tap in into there so that'll be interesting uh, talking about our market before I let you go very quickly Henderson Bisping is announced officially as the first title defence looking likely to be uh, Manchester are you excited about this one are you upset that yeah, I think every, I, th- I think I really was hoping that you know Henderson's someone who I mean just when you thought he really should call it a day um, produces that you know that, that moment he he deserves another shot. It won't be a boring fight, mate. I think I'm going to go up. We should go up and see. Let's I think it'll it. be a great night out. I, I went to see, I saw Bisping at UFC. I can't remember what number it was now. He managed it years ago. Um, and it was great fun. The support he gets up there, that was then. Now he's even bigger and he's the world champ. I think it'd be great fun. I think it'd be a great, a great fight as well. It's, it's a rematch. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen with that belt and how that could go. But good on Bisping. He hasn't taken an easy defence, has he? Uh, no, a lot of people are saying it's, it's an easy defence because of where Henderson's ranked. But you look at what he did to Lombard. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but anything was... can happen in a fight. Exactly. I mean, also, Bisping's only exactly. got one eye. <laughs> Bisping's got one eye. Henderson's only got one spinal. Uh, uh, they're all fused. Well, I, don't, I think he's got one neuron in there. That just says punch. Yeah. <laughs> punch. Punch, throw, duck. Um, That's it. Uh, but I, I think you're bang on. I think this, and also I think this will be Henderson's swan song. He'll have that fight, and no matter whether he wins or loses, I think this is him walking away from the sport. I mean, let's be honest. There are there are tougher people that he could have um, been paired up against, but I think Bisping deserves a shot like this on his home soil of Manchester. Bisping said, "I'm only going to have two or three more fights, then I'm done." Uh, Give him um, it. I think Give he deserved a fight like yeah. this. You know, uh, yeah, I think he's he's done the time. And I think it'd be really exciting to have it in, in Manchester. I think it'd be huge. Uh, that's superb. Well, look, let's let's leave you on that because uh, Mrs. O'Connell will be uh, uh, getting angry at Mr. Lacey. Yeah, here, so listen, uh, mate, the happy hour's about to start, Brian, OK? <laughs> you get down there, crack the karaoke, mate, for us. Uh, and I'll speak to you when you get back. But big All right, thanks take again care, for mate. doing this. All right, take cheers, care. man. Thanks, cheers. man. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was Christian O'Connell. Massive thanks to him for coming on and breaking it down, especially in the middle of his holiday. Um, I could tell the uh, the door knocking. I think he'd probably said, oh, it'd be half an hour. And then we we ate up 45 minutes of his uh, of his holiday and his wife and family time. So I appreciate him taking that time out. Uh, follow him on Twitter at OC. That is all it is, at OC. Um, uh, and you'll see his tour dates, where he's gigging. Very funny man. Uh, really worth seeing what he's up to. His show's been doing great guns um, all over the country. So uh, if you find him in a town near you go and check the man out show him some support on twitter as well uh, same again show woe tv some support keep following them keep following this podcast it will keep going uh, under whatever ever guys and uh, uh, i'll keep helping plug it as well so uh, a big thanks once again to everybody at woe tv mike morgan and tony quant especially um, and i will keep you posted watch this space is uh, i think a phrase that they use uh, so thanks again to everyone that listened uh, it won't be the last you're hearing me so uh Uh, Don't think you get away that easily. I'll keep you posted. Big thanks again, and we'll speak to you soon.